Hi, welcome to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, hosted by Dr. Marcus Motley, clinical psychologist and positive psychology coach. Here you'll get powerful stories, techniques, strategies, tips, and targeted recommendations on how to effectively deal with anger, sadness, grief, anxiety, jealousy, fear, and other minor, major, intensely difficult, and disempowering emotions. Listen to the Emotional Stuff Podcast, read our blog, and begin to heal your hurt, manage your emotions, deal effectively with difficult people, handle stress better, and fully empower yourself to change and grow in the ways that you really want to. Dr. Motley helps you to remove the emotional chains that are shackling you. Hi, this is Marcus Motley with another episode of the Emotional Stuff Podcast. This is the show where we discuss the best tips, techniques, and strategies on how to deal with your emotional stuff. And we also help you to deal with the emotional stuff of other people. We recommend the best books you can read, videos you can watch, and tools that you can use to manage and then conquer your emotions. Sometimes we feature invited guests who will tell you their stories on how they deal with their emotional challenges and what suggestions they have for you. And finally, and most importantly, we answer your questions when you ask them. So send your questions to empowerme at hotmail.com. That's M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E at hotmail.com. Or go to our website, www emotionalstuff.com that's emotional s-h-t-u-f-f.com and you can listen to past episodes or read our blog articles in today's episode we're going to cover the impact of all trauma we are currently witnessing the unfolding before our eyes of the awesome negative impact on people's emotional lives that severe trauma can have more to the point we are seeing the long-lasting, life-impacting, life-imprinting, negative impact that trauma can have on people's psyche. Whether it's the stories surrounding Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby, Brett Kavanaugh, and others, what we are witnessing today, this week, this year, is the uncovering of the long-lasting, negatively life-decimating and emotionally damaging results on the minds and emotions and lives of victims of abuse and rape. And whereas the particular events referenced above apply to abuse and rape, the larger lesson, I think, specifically related to the impact on people's emotions, is that the effects of all trauma are long-lasting. Now imagine that, long-lasting. Research suggests that one out of every five women have been victims of rape. One out of every five women. Let that sink in for a while. Let's be clear, that statistic does not include abuse, nor does it include attempted rape. If we added those to the statistic, it would probably be one in three women or higher. Now, let's list a brief list of the emotional, psychological impact of rape on any victim. Post-traumatic stress disorder, feelings of severe anxiety and stress, depression, overwhelming sense of sadness, 
overwhelming sense of fear and dread, flashbacks, memories of the rape as if it is taking place again, sometimes triggered by ordinary events years later. Another impact, nightmares, borderline personality disorder, sleep disorders, eating disorders, dissociative identity disorder, guilt, embarrassment, distrust of others, uneasiness in everyday social situations. And then there is anger, feelings of personal helplessness and powerlessness. Victims sometimes feel that the rapist robbed them of control over their own bodies. Some people suffer from isolation, continued feelings of shock, numbness, confusion, loss of control, a sense of disorientation, a sense of helplessness, sense of vulnerability, substance abuse and substance use, phobias, self-blame, a feeling of guilt for allowing the crime to happen, feeling that these reactions are a sign of weakness and they are tons more impact on victims of rape and abuse. The list is very long. So what we are witnessing on TV is the demonstrating of the long-term impact of emotional trauma. Now let me be clear, I'm in no way dismissing or belittling the impact of the physical trauma. What I am saying is that the physical trauma and the psychological trauma merge into long-term emotional trauma. And this emotional trauma does not go away or heal on its own. So let's be clear again. Time does not heal these wounds. Nope. Only specific, targeted, advanced techniques conducted by highly skilled professionals can help with healing. The notion that, oh, this happened a long time ago, so she or he should get over it. That is a mistaken, ignorant, and uninformed, and often malicious, excusatory notion that should be called out and nullified every time it is raised or referenced. These impacts on the mind, body, and spirit of victims are frighteningly real. Just ask any victim. And the world should recognize that all victims of all trauma need help. Now, recently we heard President Trump minimize the impact of Hurricane Maria on Puerto Rico. He refuted the huge death toll. Now, if he was able to dismiss the death toll, a number that can be easily verified and validated, then he probably would be even more dismissive of the potentially catastrophic numbers of people who were psychologically and emotionally traumatized by the hurricane and its aftermath. Now, I can tell you what that looks like. You know, I worked with victims of Hurricane Katrina twice. First, as a clinical psychology consultant with victims of the hurricane who were dispersed from the Gulf states like Louisiana and Mississippi, etc., to Maryland. They were sent to Maryland. And I witnessed firsthand the severe psychological impact on women and children not only because of the trauma associated with enduring the hurricane, but the emotional disaster on their psyches of having lost everything and having to be relocated and then having to depend on complete strangers for everything in their lives. 
A few years later, I worked with the staff of a major U.S. government department who were second responders. In other words, they came after, long after, the first wave of the first responders. And their issues? Well, no one realized that because these so-called second responders were also from the Gulf states, that each and every one of them were also victims who had lost their homes or that their homes suffered severe damages, that they had lost loved ones, that some of their families had been displaced and dispersed throughout the U.S., just like those in Maryland, and that they, three and four and five years later, were still suffering from Katrina shock and awe during the George Bush years. These people, second responders, who had to help other victims every day for years afterwards, themselves needed help, emotional help, psychological help, and they were not getting it. So the point of all that is that victims of physical, environmental, sexual, and other trauma need help, professional help, highly skilled help, and such help is most often missing. And when it is proffered, when it is offered, it is often not long enough, nor good enough. And for the most part, the rest of society is never supportive enough. So this is a rallying call for everyone, victim, perpetrator, standby watcher, good intentioner, skilled provider, to raise the focus, to raise the attention of your nation, of your country, of the world, that there's a dire need out there, as a matter of fact, there's a dire need around here, everywhere, that while we may have enough doctors and nurses to treat the physical wounds associated with trauma, we need more practitioners, more trained practitioners, more highly trained practitioners to treat the emotionally wounded who have suffered, who are suffering, who continue to suffer from trauma. There is a dire need to get help for victims of violence. There is a dire need to get more professional help for victims of domestic violence. There is a dire need to give both legal and clinical help to victims of sexual abuse and violence. There is a dire, as a matter of fact, there is a catastrophic need to get and give clinical counseling help to all victims of trauma, and particularly those who are sidelined by ethnicity, gender, sexual identity, religious affiliation, geography, politics, and poverty. And there's a very real, a disturbingly very real need for you, yes, you, to take some kind of action now, big or small, you, because it depends not on all of us, but on each of us. That means me and you. So I suggest that you start today, start a group in your community, at your church, at your mosque, or synagogue, your school, your college. Start a recovery group or project. Start a fund to get money to help victims. Donate money to credible organizations that serve victims. Start a trend. Post on Twitter. Post on Facebook. Start a Facebook group or join a Facebook group. Post on Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Snapchat. Write an article and send it to your newspaper. Let your voice be heard. Call into a radio show. Use WhatsApp to send out group messages. Create a graphic with a powerful message and put it on social media. Or find graphics with powerful messages and post them. Or start a radio show, a YouTube show. Or start a podcast show like this one, Emotional Stuff. 
So do something. Now, there are a lot of people out there, around here, everywhere, who need your help. So get going. Start doing. So in conclusion, in today's session, we focused on the topic of emotional trauma and the fact that everyone can help to support the victims of all trauma. I hope that you found value and that you received tips that you can use. Please share the links to this podcast with your friends and family, and specifically anyone who you think would be interested in listening, anyone who you think could benefit. And remember, do something. Start now.